Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. Here we go again. And I am grateful and thankful that we get to join together here. So let's get right to it. My name is Jennifer Hadley and I love to pray. So let us pray. Let us bless our time together. I place my hand on my heart and I invite you to do the same. And we're signifying that we're wholeheartedly willing to be willing. We are grateful and thankful to partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self and recognize that the deep desire of our heart is to accept the atonement for ourselves and to accept that there is no separation, never has been, nor could there or would there ever be. We are grateful and thankful to allow ourselves to be in the flow of love. So we're relinquishing the blocks to love. We're calling for holy relationship. We're opening up our heart to the healing. We're relinquishing the resentments and the regrets and anything that stands in the way of our being truly helpful. We recognize that true and everlasting joy comes from being of service. So we are being of service to ourselves and others by means of our relationships. We are grateful and thankful to give the Holy Spirit the heavy lifting of figuring out how. We are here to allow. In gratitude, we allow it to be. We allow the healing to fully, fully be. And we share the benefits with everyone because we are one with them. In gratitude, we know it's done. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So grateful. So the title of this episode is Holy Spirit Relationship Healing. And this is the practice that Jesus tells us about in the Course about the healed relationship and having a healed relationship is we we give it to the Holy Spirit for healing. The Holy Spirit will do the work and our job is to get out of the way. Our job is not to abandon the relationship once it's in the process of being reconfigured from a special relationship to a holy relationship. And I've done a lot of episodes on relationship. This is February, so I'm doing the month on relationship as I've done in the past. And I also do relationship episodes throughout the year. So if you go to your podcast app and search for relationship, you'll find many episodes. And if you go to livingacourseofmiracles.com, you will also find all the episodes of the podcast there, and you can easily search for relationships and um, or relationship in any other topic you like. It's very easy to find, and you'll also find uh, most of the transcripts there. And a shout out to all the people who donate to support that effort, because remember, people who are um, hard of hearing, they cannot listen to the podcast. It's not even possible. So that's why we make the YouTube videos with the closed captioning. And that is why we have the transcripts and it's your donations that make this whole um, effort possible because uh, people don't transcribe for free. The web people don't work for free. Everybody This is their profession, this is their job, so the ministry supports a number of people in employing them. So you're, especially if you make a contributing donation, a monthly donation, even a $5 recurring donation makes a big difference. So thank you very much. And you can do that at livingacourseofmiracles.com. We're a nonprofit organization, so your donations are 
that's super helpful. So we're looking at today the section in chapter 17 called The Call for Faith. And uh, this is critical, Jesus tells us, to not give up, to have faith. Once you call for a holy relationship, now is the time to really have faith. And as you probably have heard me share, I learned, it's so helpful to learn this, in every moment we are placing our faith in something, in someone. There's no moment where we're faithless. Uh, It's just where are we placing our faith? Are we placing it in our opinions, in our judgments, in our ability to discern? Or are we placing our faith where it can be most helpful and most healing? And that, of course, would be that higher Holy Spirit self, the mighty I Am presence that is the I Am presence of us all. Are we placing our faith in spirit or in ego? We always need to remember ego is not a being. It's not something that has volition, right? It doesn't make choices. Only spirit is real. So when it seems like the ego is driving us, it's not. It is not. It cannot. It is a thought system. But when we take our power, our God power, our spiritual power, and we invest it in the thought system of the ego, then we're driving our choices through the ego thought system. We're funneling and channeling our spiritual power into the ego thought system. And then it seems as though... The ego has power. It's just, it's our choice to identify with the ego. And we can play around with that as long as we like. And more and more of us are saying, "Uh, I think I've explored the unhappiness, the misery, the separation, the distress as much as I, I can. And I'm ready to go back home and now live in the golden age of enlightenment. So to me, that's that's what I'm interested in, and I'm interested in supporting people who are interested in supporting people to do that same thing. So, yes, <laughs> that's why I do what I do, because it's so exciting to me. It's so thrilling to liberate from this painful way of living and thinking and operating. So, when we are unhappy, it shows where we've placed our faith. And one of the things that we all do in relationships, every single one of us, is we can get deluded and sidetracked into placing our faith in our judgments of our loved ones and the other people in our life. So if you think about how Course in Miracles says that the holiest spot on earth is where an ancient hatred has become a present love, right? Some people just irk us, right? Some people just bother us. They get under our skin. And one of the things that I've witnessed in counseling people for nearly 20 years now is that in couples... Uh, they will, many people, not everybody, but many people will uh, become very intimately involved with people who drive them crazy. They don't leave the relationship, they stay in the relationship, and they stay in that dysfunction, in that irritation. And the relationship can easily devolve into a... uh, power struggle, right? So, and people are trying to figure out how to have a healing in that relationship, how to transform the relationship. And basically what they're trying to do a lot of the time is they're trying to change the other person. They're trying to manipulate or control the other person into doing what they would like. And they think that's going to be the relationship healing. I certainly 
have been in that mindset. But what I've learned is if we really do what A Course in Miracles teaches us to do, and we turn the relationship over to the Holy Spirit, that it will, as I've said in the past, it will seem like for a time we're riding a bucking bronco. That the relationship becomes like a bucking bronco. And I think I've even mentioned that in the past, one time back in the 80s, I was out on the road with a chorus line. I worked at the New York Shakespeare Festival for a number of years, and and, uh, I went out on the road with a chorus line for a while, and we had a stop in maybe Houston, wherever Gillies is, and that uh, bar that was made famous in the movie Urban Cowboy, right? And there's that uh, mechanical bull at Gillies, and people try and ride that bull. Well, I tried to ride that bull for about two seconds, and no, that was not even remotely doable or comfortable. (laughs) And that's what the special relationship being transformed into a holy relationship can feel like it's like trying to ride a bucking bronco. It just is going to throw you off uh, it, because you have to be absolutely 100% really committed to that holy relationship. Or if you can be thrown off, you will be thrown off. And I feel that's a really important thing to recognize. If you can abandon the relationship, you will. So it's so important when we're calling for a holy relationship that we have faith in the Holy Spirit. And, and, and that's what Jesus says in the section, the healed relationship in chapter 17. He says, now is the time for faith. And then in the section 7 in chapter 17, he says, it's called the call for faith. And uh, he's talking to us here about relationships again. And he's talking about remembering the goal. The goal is the holy relationship. And he, he says in chapter 17, section 7, paragraph 5, Every situation in which you find yourself is but a means to meet the purpose set for your relationship. So once you call for your special relationship to be made in a holy to a holy relationship, every situation in which you find yourself is but a means to meet the purpose set for your relationship. It's a means to turn your relationship into a holy relationship. So if you find yourself in situations, that bucking bronco situation, and you think, I don't like this, I don't want this, you're actually mistaken. Because the experience that you're having, once you have turned the relationship over to the Holy Spirit, the situation that you're having that feels like riding a bucking bronco is your consciousness coming up against your heart's desire. Your heart's desire is for holiness. Your heart's desire is for true love, real love. Your heart's desire is for patience, for kindness, for compassion, for willingness. Your heart's desire is for wholeness and freedom, and joy in your relationship. But your consciousness, your mind, your thoughts, your identity is not. Your identity wants to control, wants to manipulate. Your, your, your thoughts are all designed, the whole structure of your personality is not built for the relationship you would like. Your thought system, the ego thought system, the specialness thought system is not designed for a holy relationship. And that's why it feels like a bucking bronco. 
Every situation in which you find yourself is but a means to meet the purpose set for your relationship. So if you're feeling distressed by the situations you are encountering once you have requested a holy relationship, you're rejecting the means to have your holy relationship. And this is the next sentence here. See it as something else and you are faithless. So see the situations that you find yourself in as something other than the means to meet the purpose you've set for your relationship. Right? The means to have a holy relationship. If you see what's occurring in your relationship, the riding of the Bronco, if you see that as anything but a means to meet the purpose you've set with the Holy Spirit, you are faithless. It's super helpful to realize this is true. The reason why it feels like a bucking bronco is because we're still placing our faith in our opinions, in our judgments, in our desire to control and manipulate, to manage the relationship. We haven't given it over fully. We're still taking it off the altar, taking it back and trying to understand it, trying to ride it like a bucking bronco. That's our faithlessness manifested in form. I hope that's clear. I really do. This is why Jesus says to us in this circumstance, now is the time for faith. He says in this same paragraph here, use not your faithlessness. Let it enter and look upon it calmly, but do not use it at all. So what he's saying here is that You'll notice the desire to control, to manipulate, to turn away from things, to complain, to judge, uh, all of that coming up. You'll notice it. And he says, use not your faithlessness. Let it enter, enter into your awareness, and look upon it calmly. Look upon it calmly, but do not use it. The look upon it calmly is a very powerful tool. It seems like it's said a little casually here, but this cannot be underestimated how incredibly powerful this is. To look upon the intensity of density in our relationship with calmness. Oh, I see. It looks like we're going to break apart. Oh, I see. It looks like they hate me or I hate them. Oh, I see. It looks like incredible unhappiness in eternity here. Oh, it seems like we're drowning, we're failing. Oh, this is what it seems like. I'm going to actually keep calm and carry on. And by carry on, I mean carry on to the Holy Spirit and not abandon the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will never abandon us. If we go back to the section that uh, I have uh, done a number of episodes on, so I'm not going to do it here, but it's section five in this chapter 17, Uh, on the uh, transforming the unholy special relationship into a holy relationship. In there, in uh, paragraph 6, so again, chapter 17, section 5, the healed relationship, paragraph 6, he says, uh, this is after having said, most people will abandon the relationship at this point. Because they're trying to ride the bucking bronco. Instead of saying, Holy Spirit, take this bronco. Transform it. I'm going to put my faith in you. And not 
in my faithlessness, <laughs> in my perceptions, my judgments, my distress. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to say, I do not know what anything is for, but I am choosing love no matter what. The Holy Spirit is my guide. The Holy Spirit cannot fail me. I will not fail the Holy Spirit. I will not fail myself. I will not fail this relationship. I will not fail love. Love will lift me and carry me. I am putting all in love. So, But he warns us, most people will abandon the relationship rather than really let the holy relationship be revealed. It's in there. It's in there. Think of it like uh, I was listening to a conversation uh, yesterday with some women friends, and they were talking about how when a woman is born— a female child, her eggs are in her body already. It's all, you know, it's there. And since she is an egg inside her mother, when her mother is born, I guess eggs develop. But still, do you see that the the um, genesis, the, the, the imprint, the blueprint, of our physical beingness is uh, in our ancestors when they're born. And our holy relationship is in our blueprint. It's in our blueprint. It's in our script already. Think of that. The perfect, holy, happy, profoundly beneficial Life and spirit transforming relationship is already in our blueprint. Our magnificence, our holiness, our freedom, our joy, our living a profoundly beneficial life is in our blueprint already. Our job is not to invent it. We don't even have to, uh, we don't have to bring it. We simply get out of the way of it and call it forth. We allow it to be revealed. You see, that's what we're doing in Masterful Living and Finding Freedom. We're getting out of the way. Which is why it's, it's not just listening. It's not just listening. It can't be. We have to work at the level of the mind in order to have the healing. So here's where he's saying in in uh, this section five, the healed relationship. After he's already told us most people are going to abandon their relationship, that once they call for it to be holy, they will not have the inner fortitude to stick with their decision. Because they haven't really decided to have a holy relationship. They just want to stop having a miserable relationship. But in once they turn the relationship over to the Holy Spirit, what happens is they begin to think, uh, this is too hard, I don't have what it takes, I can't do this, it's never going to work. And then boom, they're out and they go and start another relationship and begin the whole process all over again. That's what Jesus is talking about when he talks about wasting time, abandoning all that you've laid and going and starting again. Uh, So we must remember that the holy relationship is already in our script. We just have to stop choosing something else and actually choose it. So why would we choose something else? Because we want to be in control. Because we think we're not good enough. We're convinced we're unworthy of real love. So the whole concept of being in a really loving relationship, where now we are going to have true compassion for other people and actually abandon our judgments Oh, no, 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 no. We're not ready to do that. So we abandon the relationship. 
We've all done it, probably, all of us, with friends, with co-workers, with family members. We write people off. You know, many times I've had spiritual students come to me, very dedicated spiritual students, and they'll say, you know, I've had this friend for 20 years, but I'm just sick and tired of their BS. And I, uh, I, I mean, I just want to get out of this relationship. I'm so done. I'm so done. And I say to them, well, you're eternal, they're eternal. There's a healing that can happen here. So do you really want to leave before the miracle? Or will you hold for the miracle? Will you let the Holy Spirit be in charge of your relationship? We get to decide. But right now, I don't get to decide. It's time for me to go to a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles. We're living the love. We're walking the talk for real. And I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. So we're talking about letting the Holy Spirit do the healing in our relationship. And this is one of the things that I find that is so challenging for people is to really put the Holy Spirit in charge, which means you're going to have to actually hand over your opinions, your judgments, your complaints, and your decisions. You're going to have to do some real work looking inside uh, at uh, how intensely you're clinging to your perceptions about things. Trust me, I have done this and continue to do it in all of my relationships. And I've seen all of my relationships transform and I have still got a couple of relationships that are just a little irky and uh, meaning I get irked, I get triggered in them from time to time and it is so tempting to put that responsibility for my feelings on to someone else. It is intensely tempting sometimes. It sure used to be. And the most, the majority of people, when they begin doing this relationship healing work, they are 100% convinced that other people are the cause of their misery and that they are victims in these relationships And then the other thing is they uh, feel unworthy. Now, if you feel unworthy of love and people are trying to love you, you're not really going to let them. Hello. (laughs) Maybe I'm speaking to you. So let's just be real about it. You know, this work is not for the faint of heart. It's so easy to just read the books and and listen to the audios, but to actually do this work is a deep dive. It is a deep dive. I um you may know that I've been training for a couple of years now to teach kundalini yoga and uh which I love and uh So a a lot of the work that we do in Kundalini Yoga is third chakra work, which is that ego identity. It's also second chakra work and root chakra work because all of that is about your relationships to the tribe, your relationships to your family, to your community, in your workplace, with your lovers and your friends, and your relationship with yourself. Right, All that ickiness is all below the heart chakra. And clearing it out is what the Holy Spirit can do so quickly and so well if we allow it. 
And that's where we ended up in the, the last, um, before the break. Right? So our job is to allow. Going back to chapter 17, section 5. Once you've given the relationship to the Holy Spirit, and it's so tempting now to abandon the relationship. He says, this is the time for faith. You let this goal be set for you. That was an act of faith. Do not abandon faith now that the rewards of faith are being introduced. In other words, look, if you're in a relationship where there's a lot of dysfunction, and most people are, and there's uh, people trying to manipulate each other, control each other, shame each other, guilt each other, all forms of manipulation and control. All this stuff, this mishigas is going on, right? This this just disgusting stew of uh, uh, unworthiness habits. And it's starting to really become untenable. That That's a healing when it's becoming untenable, when you cannot stand it anymore. That's a healing happening. So the temptation is to get out because it's so uncomfortable. Anyone who's had an experience of, let's say, a really disgusting pimple, right? Something like that, where it starts as something hard and unpleasant under the skin and and then it erupts and pus is coming out and that kind of thing is happening when it's under the skin and it's getting bigger and redder and harder and all of that forming a white head you don't want it to not erupt and because that's going to clean it out right the eruption is the healing. The dysfunction is coming to the surface to be released. So this is the time for faith. This is the time for patience, right? You let this goal be set for you. That was an act of faith. Do not abandon faith now that the rewards of faith are being introduced. If you believed the Holy Spirit was there to accept the relationship, to take it from you, why would you now not still believe that the Holy Spirit is there to purify what has been taken under the Holy Spirit's control and guidance? Or not control, but guidance. Right? Have faith in your brother, your sister, in the other person. Have faith that spirit is in them. That's so important to have faith in them because all that distress and disharmony is lack of faith in their loving heart. But they have a loving heart just like you do. And think of it this way. This is very helpful to me. If I were acting crazy... If I were acting in an unkind, unloving, uh, demonstrably uh, aggressive and attacking way, what would I wish for deeply in my soul? I'd wish that people would have faith in my loving heart, hold the space for me and call out my loving heart to have patience with me, to recognize my cry for love is a cry for healing and that they can help me and we can together be the two or more gathered in the name and the nature of love. That's what I would wish for, not to abandon me and write me off, but to hold that the same heart of love that is in them is in me. That's what we call the holding the high watch for a person. Have faith in your brother in what seems to be a trying time. Right? This is what he says to us in that section on the healed relationship. And then going back to the call for faith. 
where Jesus is saying, every situation in which you find yourself is but a means to meet the purpose, the holy purpose set for your relationship. If your relationship has got a purpose of specialness, same thing applies. If we're seeing our relationship situations as something other than serving the holy relationship purpose, once we've called for the holy relationship, then we're faithless. He says, use not your faithless. This is paragraph 5, section 7, chapter 17. Let that faithlessness enter into your awareness, look upon it calmly, but do not use it. Faithlessness is the servant of illusion. So that's doubt, right? That's temptation. Temptation is not to hurt us or weaken us. Temptation is actually to strengthen us, that we cannot be tempted to digress into negativity, into faithlessness, right? So be not tempted, Hold to the Holy Spirit. Place your faith in the Holy Spirit. Not in your own discernment, but in the Holy Spirit. So, faithlessness is the servant of illusion and wholly faithful to its master. Okay? So, faithlessness is wholly faithful to its master, which is the ego. Use faithlessness and it will carry you straight to illusions. So when we place our faith in our opinions and our judgments, that's faithlessness. Be tempted not by what it offers you. What does faithlessness offer you? What does placing your faith in your opinions and judgments offer you? It gets you, you get to be right. You get to be right. You get to be the victim. You get to be the one who's put upon. I'm right, they're wrong. I'm good, they're bad. Right? When we say things that are trying, that are designed to make other people feel guilty, when we say things like, you know, I'm so disappointed in you. When we say things like, oh, I can't believe it. You forgot the milk again. Come on. Do you not respect me at all when we say things like that? We're trying to make people feel guilty and to shame them and guilt them into doing what we would like. But what we're really doing is attacking ourselves because we're one with them. We can't shame and guilt and blame another without taking the fall right alongside them. And this is how we destroy any chance of happiness. Instead of doing any of that, go with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I don't know what anything is for, but you do. Everything is working together for my good. There are no exceptions. I'm willing to actually see that and to know that even in this BS crazy situation. Yes. Even in this BS crazy situation, I am demanding to know that everything is working together for my good and to completely obliterate any belief that would cause me to perceive differently. Thank you for my healing. Now, I think I'll make a cup of coffee. I think I'll go on about my business while you heal my mind. Thank you. And please do the same for anyone else who has these crazy beliefs. Let everybody have a healing. Let's be done with these beliefs and thoughts forever. That's being truly helpful. Because when we abandon the Holy Spirit, when we abandon our decisions and our heart's desires, we're taking everybody with us because we're one with them. We're not just giving up on ourselves. We're giving up on all humanity. And when we keep our faith in the Holy Spirit and we allow the Holy Spirit to do its work, we're placing our faith in all humanity and all are lifted. That's why I say all boats rise on this tide of love. So what would you rather be doing? 
supporting everyone. Yeah, it's hard sometimes. The temptation is excruciating. Certainly, my temptations to be unloving to myself, to my brothers and sisters, has been the most excruciating thing I've ever experienced in my lifetime. Uh, That has been the most excruciating pain I have ever felt, is the temptation to be unkind, to be unloving, to be faithless, giving into it, and just trying to stay the course has been the most excruciating and difficult thing I've ever done. And when I talk with people, I find that we're all alike. So we can do it or not do it, right? That's what Yoda said. Don't try. Don't try. And that's what I used to say. I'm trying. I'm really trying. Stop trying and do. And we can when we align with the Holy Spirit because one with the Holy Spirit is a majority. It's profound. It's so powerful. So powerful. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, let's take that breath of gratitude that we are not on our own. And we never will be. We cannot be. If you knew who walked beside you, right? Well, let us know. Let me know now who walks beside me. Let me feel the angels and the holiness, the healing, the happiness that is possible for me. I am choosing it here and now. Yes. Be tempted not by what faithlessness offers you. Let us not be tempted. Not at all. Not at all, not at all, not at all. One of the things about faith is it's a lot like getting in shape, right? If you are way out of shape and you're bloated, overweight, and you go to a boot camp experience, which is what that transformation from the special relationship to the holy relationship is, it's a freaking relationship boot camp. If you are out of shape and you really don't have the strength to uh, not judge and attack and blame and shame. And and if you really don't feel worthy of love, it is going to feel like riding a bucking bronco. So if you don't put the Holy Spirit in charge, you'll fall off. You will, you will. This is what Jesus is telling us, that most people abandon the relationship. They just see it as easier to start a new one than to hang in there while the the one that they've got is transformed. But you know what? It's so worth it. It's so worth it. Do not give up on the Holy Spirit. Do not doubt that the Holy Spirit has the power. So continuing on here in chapter 17, section 7, paragraph 6 now. The goal of illusion, which is the faithlessness, putting your faith in your opinions, is as closely tied to faithlessness as faith is to truth. Remember, truth sets us free. If you lack faith in anyone to fulfill and perfectly his part in any situation dedicated in advance to truth, your dedication is divided. And so you have been faithless to your brother and used your faithlessness against him. So this is what happens in relationships all the time. We're not holding the high watch for our loved ones. We're not placing our trust in faith in our sharing the one mind and that the spark of the Christ is in them. We doubt it, so we abandon them. No relationship is holy unless its holiness goes with it everywhere. So we don't have faith in holiness. We don't have faith in the Holy Spirit. 
That's why we abandon our relationships. That's why we fail in having a holy relationship, is we are not actually placing our faith in the Holy Spirit. We're placing our faith in our ability to judge. That's our failure. But we can turn it around right now. We could have failed for the last 40 years and turn it around today, now. Because that's where love is. Love is not in the past. It's now. So then it goes on to say the goal's reality. So the the goal of the, the holy relationship. The goal's reality will call forth and accomplish every miracle needed for its fulfillment. So here, this is why the question is here. Is it what you really would like? Because if you abandon knowing this as a Course in Miracles student, knowing that Jesus is telling you that the Holy Spirit's reality will call forth and accomplish every miracle needed for its fulfillment, nothing too small or too enormous, too weak or too compelling, but will be gently turned to its use and purpose. The universe will serve it gladly as it serves the universe. But do not interfere. So if you start interfering, it must be because, A, you don't trust that everything is for you and nothing is against you. And you don't actually want a holy relationship because you want to continue to judge, to complain, to feel like a victim, to control, to manipulate. You're not willing to see the light in your brother and in yourself. Just admit it. Don't admit defeat, but just admit that's where you are. And then say to the Holy Spirit, lift this off of me. Right? Spirit is telling us, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Right? Light in the sense of the light that lighteth up every man, woman, and child in this world. The yoke of the Holy Spirit that yokes us to our brothers and sisters, that yokes us to our divinity, is easy. The burden is light. The power set in you, in whom the Holy Spirit's goal has been established, is so far beyond your little conception of the infinite that you have no idea how great the strength that goes with you. And you can use this in perfect safety, the strength. Yet for all its might, so great it reaches past the stars into the universe that lies beyond them, your little faithlessness can make it useless. If you would use faithlessness instead... Yet think on this and learn the cause of faithlessness. Here it is. You think you hold against your brother what he has done to you. But what you really blame him for is what you did to him. It is not his past, but yours you hold against him. And you lack faith in him because of what you were. Yet you are as innocent of what you were as he is. What never was is causeless and is not there to interfere with truth. So this is really valuable to us. That what we're really doing when we're attacking our brothers and sisters in relationship is we're attacking them for what we hold against ourselves, right? We're projecting onto them. We don't trust them because we are not trustworthy. We don't have faith in their loving heart because we don't have faith in our own. 
we don't feel they are worthy of our love because we do not feel worthy of love. That's why our brothers and sisters are our best help in this world to rise above it. Because when we are willing to see, even if we can't see it yet, but we are willing to see, we're looking to see the perfection, the beauty, the wholeness in our brothers and sisters. It helps us to be willing to see it in ourselves. This is why Masterful Living, Finding Freedom, we put so much into our relationship healing. And people have such amazing, miraculous results. Because they're doing this work. And it is not for the timid. It is very intense and challenging. And the temptation to abandon is strong. And sometimes it's so strong, it's excruciating. So, yeah, it seems so much easier just to read books and listen to audios and and talk about it than to actually do the work. It seems so much easier. But there's no happiness. There's no joy And most importantly, there is no service to the light. In just spending year after year after year dancing around spiritual teachings without really living them. There is no service to the light. And when there's no service to the light in our life, we will feel unworthy of love because we are not fulfilling our purpose to be truly helpful. I did not see that coming. (laughs) But sometimes I just, it's the truth. I must speak the truth. I have a deep commitment to speak the truth. So, oh, I love you and appreciate you. Thank you for sharing this time with me. And I encourage you to listen again and again The more we heal, the more we can hear what we couldn't hear before because of the blocks to love. We take this breath of love and gratitude together and we give thanks for our healing. We let it be. We share the benefits with all. We know it's done and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Have a great rest of your week. I love you. Mwah.